0: Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Houston, my guest is a singer-songwriter who was recently awarded 2016 Best New Female Artist of the Year at the Indie Music Channel Awards at the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles. Last year, she won Song of the Year at the International Music and Entertainment Awards in Atlanta, and the year before, she had won two Album of the Year Awards and one Song of the Year. She released her fourth album in February and has performed in notable locations such as the House of Blues in New Orleans and at South by Southwest. You've been hearing a song of hers called Dream of You. It's my pleasure to welcome to now hear this entertainment, Dee Dee Weedy kind.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on your show and to meet your fans, even if we're just doing it over the airwaves.
0: <laughs> no problem. Dee Dee, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you for your time today.
1: Thanks, Bruce.
0: Yeah, well, it's standard practice that we always lead off by having the guest talk about the song that we open to the show with. So if you would, please, talk about the song Dream of You.
1: Okay. Dream of You is a song that really has a lot of meaning. It's a really deep song, and we can kind of talk about it later, but there's a lot of deep meaning behind the album. It's a little bit of a different album, and the album is named Dream of You as well. But the song Dream of You is the first single that has been played on the radio. It's actually getting radio play in the U.S., the U.K., and Canada. I do have a radio promotion company out of Nashville. And this song is kind of a cross between a country, an Americana, and folk song. It, um, I think, is one of the reasons that I just won Best New Artist of the Year, from the Indie Music Channel because it's just a really evocative, haunting song. It's really beautiful in the melody. It was a co-write with L.A.-based multi-platinum singer-songwriter and producer Kevin DeClue. We got together and co-write that song, co-wrote that song, and it's just kind of evolved into this really cool, like, folk Americana with a little bit of a Celtic twist to it and the song really is about growing up and looking back and reflecting on your life and it's also about missing people that you knew when you were younger mm-hmm. or maybe perhaps like a parent who had to leave and go off to war or somebody when you moved away and you and you miss a family member that has left for whatever reason and it's really it's it's about love and deep love and it's really about keep keeping longing longing for someone after they've left and wanting to be reunited with them so it's kind of like on so many levels a love song like Between a man and a woman, somebody that you miss, maybe it's a parent that you miss or a sibling or a a friend that, a childhood friend, but it's looking back and really dreaming of that person and really wanting to be with them and knowing that someday you're going to be reunited with that person. So there's hope in the song, but it's got a cool little Irish, uh, lilt to the chorus as well. It's got that tooraloo, which you hear in a lot of the Irish, like Celtic type music. So it's really a different take on a love song. And um, I think it's kind of special because it's really like a lullaby, but it's very Americana and very folksy and with some country. In it, and it was recorded in Nashville, so it's really got a country sound to it. And it kind of is evocative of, like, you know, um, my country roots being in Texas mm-hmm. and dreaming of when I was growing up and that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: I like um, the I like the fondness that, that you're expressing as as one of the emotions uh, within the song. And listeners, since unfortunately I was talking over so much of the song with the introduction of this show, by all means it gives you an incentive to go and find that song so you can listen to it without me talking over <laughs> it and really embrace the, the lyrics and the meaning of, of what Dee, Dee is describing that that song is about. When you mentioned the aspect of perhaps someone that went off to war... You have another song called uh, "My Unsung Hero," which, are, or I'm sorry, um, "America United." Rather, forgive me, uh, "America United." Obviously, is uh, dare I say, well, certainly more patriotic. "Dream of You" is not a patriotic song, but but uh, it sounds to me like "America United" does lean that way. Yes.
1: Yes, I actually wrote America United a couple of years ago, and I wrote it because I noticed that the country was really feeling very divided. I was listening to reports of, like, violence and racial tensions and class wars between people that had, you know, businesses and companies and people that, you know, didn't want to see, you know, that people were making a lot of money and being really successful. And, you know, there were just so many clashes going on and just... People blaming different people for problems that were happening in, happening in America and really around the world. So I wrote this song to try to bring everybody together and, and make people realize that, you know, we're all basically the same underneath. I mean, one of the lines is, you know, it, we're different, but we're all the same. So it's really to bring the country together, and I'm actually remaking it into an even better version that we're going to release hmm. in a couple wow. of months, wow. and that's for the election of um, of 2016 to try to help unite America and make it great again, and I'm not really endorsing any particular candidate, you know, I might say something that a candidate says, but really, honestly... I think the the idea behind the song is just that America is a great country and, you know, we just need to stick together and and stop the fighting and the bickering <laughs> and stop worrying about what makes us different, and make it, but worry about what makes us all more alike than anything else.
0: So is it a case of this is an election year, so, you know, you do start maybe perhaps telling yourself that, well... You know, since this is an election year, hmm, I'm thinking to myself, I do have that song in my catalog, America United. Maybe I should redo that song, or is it just a case of, no, actually, Bruce, it's just a coincidence, and I have wanted to redo this song for a year or two now, and it just is happening to coincide with with our election year?
1: Well, my husband is, um, you know, really patriotic, and I am too, of course, and he just loves the song. He actually helped me write it a little bit. And he's got a lot of connections and a lot of people have been asking, you know, he's kind of forwarded this, the song to a couple of people in the demo version. And a lot of people have been getting back with him and saying, hey, we really would love to use this song, but, you mm. know, I'm going to rewrite it just a little bit, tweak it, make it better, and we're going to produce it in Nashville and get it out there. And, of course, if anybody's interested in using it, we would be very happy, more than happy, to send them a copy um and especially if if someone um, wants to use it to help okay their campaign and especially with somebody that we really believe in um but it's also just to unite unite the country because that's why i wrote it it was really just because i noticed everybody kind of fighting and blaming and pointing their finger at everybody and you know instead of just saying hey i can make a difference i can make this country better myself i don't you know we shouldn't be blaming people we should just be solving the problem not not big becoming more part of the problem you know (laughs) and making it worse very
0: interesting very interesting i Didi, wow, there's there's a lot going on with you. I, I, I feel like that's putting yeah. it mildly. Um, but, but tell me this, you, a few months ago, as we said, released your fourth album. You have won or been nominated for all kinds of awards. Obviously, you're out there performing live, you're traveling around the country, but yet your career only started four years ago?
1: yes it started with the release of my fourth my first album which was in 2011 but it was not till november and so now i'm actually on about four and a half years it took me like a year or so a little more than a year to really get the swing of what's going on in the music industry now and really understand how it all works i'm still trying to figure it out so if anybody knows please let me know (laughs) (laughs) but um it's complicated and you know i've been in the business world i've I majored in music, but I dropped music, I went into business, and then I went back to school like mm. six or seven years ago and got my music, finished up my music degree. Wow, fascinating, So I've seen fascinating. kind of both ends, the business and the marketing end, and I've seen the, the music end. And I have to say, Bruce, that this particular job of being a singer-songwriter and writing good music, it's a calling I feel like I have. And so I'm doing it really from a place of just wanting to Get the word out and get the music out that is, I feel, given to me by God, and I just want to share the positive things and experiences that I've gone through, but it's taken literally everything I've learned and everything I've had, the experiences I've had, to be able to do this. It's really uh, been a challenge, but it's also been a really satisfying one. It's really uh, been a unique experience being a little older and getting into music and having the experience of doing a lot of other things like in the business world and going back to school and you know being a wife and a stepmom and <laughs> and now i'm this this singer songwriter musician and it's really opened up a lot of doors and it's like a song i wrote a couple of years ago called the fairy tale song it's live your dreams and make your fairy tales come true it's really that for me i mean we all are blessed with gifts and talents and we we need to find out what they are and we need to follow our dreams and make our dreams come true and not just wait for things to, to happen to us. So it, no matter how old you are or what stage you are in life, it's a great thing to remember and keep in mind is that, you know, you can do what you are called to do as well. You never have to make an excuse or settle. You can always reach for the stars, and make your dreams
0: come true. Yeah, and what I like about your story, Dee, Dee, is that it's non-traditional because, and there's nothing wrong, there's no right or wrong way to, you know, what age should I get my start in music, but we do have so, (laughs) so, so so many guests on this show. I mean, this is episode 125, so obviously we've talked to lots and lots of people over the last two years, so most of them will say, you know, oh, I started singing when I was five years old, or ha, 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 I came out of the womb singing. And so to hear someone like (laughs) yourself that says, You know, you did all these years of study. You did all these years in the business world. Uh, You know, we we had... um uh, about two months ago, in on episode one hundred and eighteen, Tim Zach, uh, who's from Nebraska, he fronts a band called Whiskey Bent. He said the same thing. He said I didn't start until I was twenty nine, and and I like stories like Tim's and like yours, Didi, because what they do is they give people inspiration and they give them hope. Because the music industry says nowadays, oh, you're too old, uh, you can't do this because you know you should have started when you were insert young age here, and all of a right. sudden you got a guy. They are like,
1: that, yeah. yeah. so
0: you got a guy like Tim who, back in January, his band opened up for Leonard. Skinner. Now here you are. You just put out your fourth album, and you didn't start singing, you know, and, and getting right into music when you were, you know, fourteen, fifteen years old. So I, I love hearing stories like yours.
1: Yeah, it's it's almost like there was an inspiration behind it that I couldn't couldn't say no to. And you know, we all have these things in our lives that that we can do, like writing a book or starting a business or you know anything that you can dream, you can do. And so a lot of the songs I write are very positive. They're very inspirational in nature, even if they're not religious, per se. A lot of them are just about experiences in life, and you can do it. I wrote on my new album, I wrote a song called Stronger, and it's kind of like um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I know Kelly Clarkson came out with a similar song, Mm -hmm. but mine's a little different. And I actually think I wrote mine before she wrote hers. I just (laughs) didn't get it out in the time frame that she did because she had a big label and everything pushing her. But um, it's really an inspiring song about that you can make it through anything. And I wrote the song because I, I noticed a lot of teens and young people and adults just becoming very disenchanted with life and, you know, there was this trend towards suicide and just, Mm. you know, giving up and doing drugs. And I just wanted to let people know, hey, you know, if you hang in there and no matter how hard it looks and how bad it looks right now, it's going to be better when you wake up in the morning, just, just hang in there and and persevere and, you know, life's going to get better. Don't, don't, don't fixate on the negative because we all go through those experiences and it was actually based on a true story. So I really went through a really hard experience, among many, hard experiences, right? <laughs> that we all go through. And that's what's so great about, I think this album is every song is completely relatable. You may not relate to what I went through, but you, went to, you can relate to the feelings that each song's going to evoke and, and what, you know the, the song makes you feel, because pretty much everything in that album is a life experience that I felt.
0: Yeah, well, go ahead while, while you're on that while you're on that theme. Go ahead and talk about the album. It, it came out in February, and just tell the listeners, uh, you know, more more about say the number of songs in the album, who your producer was, okay. where you recorded that type of thing.
1: Okay, well, this album, I had two albums of the year in 2014, so I had two that I had produced, <laughs> and so I waited because I really wanted to get this album perfect. It has nine songs. It's called Dream of You. And it was produced in L.A. and also in Nashville. I worked with a couple of different people. I co-wrote with Joey Leone, who's a great guitar player from Vermont. I also co- co-wrote, and it was produced by Kevin DeClue. And also, there's a little bit of production from Andrew Fromm, who worked with InSync, and he actually wrote all the songs for their Millennium album. So he's a multi-platinum producer. Kevin's multi-platinum. Joey plays all over the world. So there was quite a bit of talent going into this, and I really wanted each song to be perfect. And so if you listen to my music, you'll hear that there's a lot of variety. I have genre differences, I have song differences, and I'm kind of all now going more toward like Southern music, roots music, blues, country, Americana folk. Some pop as well, adult contemporary, just music that pretty much anybody would like to listen to, I think. There's some rock. This album has everything from a little bit of southern jazz with a Latin feel to uh, a soul kind of bluesy song called Sell Me Out. And then it's got, like, Prime of Life, which is folk and country. Dream of You is is very, like, Americana folk country. And then My Unsung Hero, which is actually written for the troops. So you were right when you mentioned My Unsung Hero being kind of a patriotic song. The initial idea behind that song was... It's for all those troops and all those people that have served in the military and served our country that are not getting the recognition, but they're all of our unsung hero. And, I, and even police and fire department and people who are just sacrificing and getting their time and their, their lives for our country, it is written for that because it's really about the person that's in the foxhole with you that carries you. When, when you're injured and, and helps you survive, that it's like that. It's somebody in life. It could, it's also based on my husband who I feel like has literally picked me up and helped me survive in several situations. Mm. It's, it's somebody that really is there for you. So it, it kind of covers the gamut of, It's a a biographical album. In other words, it kind of goes through my life. Like we talked about the dream of you is about the dreams of youth, really missing somebody that you love and looking forward to seeing them again, whether it's here on earth or here or in heaven. You know, you're going to see them again. You're looking forward to the time you can be with them again. And that could be somebody going off to war, you know, a a grandparent. You know, it could be anybody. So I think people can relate to that song. And the next song, you know, is like about the – the wildness of youth. It's a rock song called. Um, that that rock song is called uh, "Leaning on Heaven," <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's about learning how to love and not really knowing what you're doing. You're growing up. You're really wild. You're you're sowing your oats. You're having a good time. You're you're finding love and you're chasing it away because you don't really know what love is. You don't know what good love is, and you're just making mistakes. You're going down, but then you come back up and you, you're you praying that, you know, somebody's going to show you how to how to live this thing called life <laughs> and teach you how to love. And the next song is Prime of Life, which has also been nominated for several awards. And that one I think is cool because it's a very deep, like, folk Country. It's a two-step, so it's a good little danceable song. And it's, it's all about being okay with where you are and finally being content with yourself and kind of learning some lessons in life. Like one of the, one of the lines is, traveling down this road, I've hit some bumps and breaks. And I, I've, I've made some real hard decisions, but at least these choices were all mine to make. So it's really a deep song, kind yeah. of like a Carole King-ish, you yeah. know, Bob yeah. Dylan. It's real deep about growing up and learning life lessons. The next song is Sell Me Out. It's about, like, getting totally and completely unexpectedly burnt by somebody that you really care about or... Like maybe a job or an industry or just a partner, somebody just really burns you, and it's all about that soul, that <laughs> blues feeling. You know, you're like, oh man, I'm so I'm I'm mad, but I'm gonna get away from you, and I'm, I've learned my lesson.
0: And listeners, I want to jump in here, and I want to I want to I want to hold on, Dee, Dee I want to tell the listeners, Okay. Um, listeners, stay tuned because in just a minute here, we're gonna give you. Uh, the information of, of where you can purchase uh, Didi's Dee music, because in fact, um, Didi, I want to back up for a minute, because you were talking a minute or two ago about a couple of the guys that worked on this album, um, and Didi and Dee is being humble listeners. Uh, she mentioned Kevin DeClue; He's worked with uh, Hilary Duff. He's worked with Rihanna, among others. And she also mentioned uh, Andrew Fromm, uh, f- who uh, worked with NSYNC and uh, Backstreet Boys, Mark Anthony. In fact... Um, Dee, you also, the the previous album, your third album on that one, too, boy, oh boy, your third album was produced by a Grammy-winning producer, Jeff Bova, who worked with Celine Dion. I mean, these, you know, this is not, these are some some heavyweights here. Um, I I want you to, because because in a minute I'm going to tell the listeners how to purchase your music, I just want you to tell the listeners what that album was, that third album that, uh, as I just finished mentioning, that you had the opportunity to work with Jeff Bova on.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, well, you know, I've worked with some really great names in music, and I'm grateful and humbled, and I've written great music with them. And it's just amazing to me to see what what quality and what talent and time they've put into the production and into making this music so great. And I would say album number three is possibly one of my best albums mm. from a production standpoint because Jeff Boba is world-renowned he won a Grammy for Celine's album in like 98 I think it was and he he won producer of the year which is pretty amazing and he has his Grammy in his little studio (laughs) he's like speaking of humble you know you see this guy who's won all this stuff and he's got this little studio in Hollywood and He's just amazing. He's just real soft-spoken. He's on macrobiotic diet, so he always made me go eat macrobiotic lunches. With him. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, I'm from Texas. We like steak and hamburgers. You know, he's like, what's that? When you know? do we get the barbecue? <laughs> exactly. I was like, is there pizza? Is there macrobiotic pizza? He's like, actually, there is. <laughs> wow. So it was just funny. It's like California meets Texas. It was crazy. And he was great to work with. Um Everything that he did was phenomenal. This album, I took a lot of standard Christmas songs that are pretty much in the public domain, like Jingle Bells, and worked with him, and I was giving him ideas for what we were going to do in the songs. I was like, okay, I really want to take odd Lang Syne, if you follow me and then I want to make it into chopsticks and I'm going to put some lyrics with chopsticks and we're wow. going to make it all kind of go together. Cause wow. I do that a lot. I do like little medleys and I like to mess with arrangements and make things really different and unique. And he was like, he just looked at me and he went, uh, uh <laughs> have you heard of such and such as arrangement of odd and I think we should do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just,
1: he's like, that's crazy. <laughs> but I would be like, no, no, just, Bear with me, let's and we'd practice it together in his studio and I'd play it for him, and he'd go okay i I hear what you're doing, and it sounds cool, and he would make it work and and we would make it work together, so it was just amazing the amount of talent that he has and the vision and the connections and just everything that he... We had Danny Fongheiser on that album, who played the percussion, and he was on the Lion King soundtrack. He mm. played for a lot of Elton John. And wow. we had uh, just all these huge names. We had the bass guitar player uh, from Tim Pierce uh, who, and Jim Jim Pierce, who are unrelated. Jim Pierce is Huey Lewis and the News bass player on their tour. Okay. And Tim Pierce has played with um, Bruce Springsteen. You -hmm. walk into his house and his little studio in his house. It's this big square room. In the middle is like two Pro Tools workstations surrounded by all this equipment. And on all the walls, and this is like about a thousand square foot room. It's huge. There's guitars of every kind and every sort and like mandolins and ukuleles all hanging on the wall. Mm. It's like, whoa, this is like a guitar museum. <laughs> so just that experience was so fabulous. You know, I was, I was like in Tarzana, you know, I'm like, we're, we're in the middle of Tarzana and you have this huge like
0: in your house. Outstanding.
1: So it was so cool working with Jeff. Yeah. yeah.
0: I like that story about Jeff in terms of, in terms of what you said that, you know, this is the idea that you brought and he kind of looked at you like, you know, that's kind (laughs) of strange, but because it's, you know, it's a statement on him because for, for a Grammy winning producer to sit there and listen to you, bring this idea. And he thinks it's strange and to not speak up and say, listen, it's strange. We're not doing it. That's a really nice statement about him. So it's, it's good to hear that obviously that, you know, the Grammy is just, Oh yeah, it's over there. And it, and it doesn't it doesn't uh, go into right. play play into his into his thoughts and emotions. Uh, I am Bruce Warzniak and joining me today on the now here This entertainment guest line from Houston, Texas is singer-songwriter Weedy Kind. Check out her official website. There's two different ways to get there. You can either go to www.dd-music.com Or it'll get you to the same place, www.ddweedykind.com. And as I always say, if you're looking for the proper spelling of my guests' names, just look at the title of this episode on your listening device. And wow, she is all over social media. On her website, you will find links to Dee Dee on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Reverb Nation, and several others. Keep up with her online so you can see where and when you could go see her perform live and of course, do purchase her music. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, and many other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in Now Hear This Entertainment. NHTE.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio on NHTE.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from this show. Sign up for the e newsletter at NHTE.net and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free to this show and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We're thrilled to now be on Google Play Music also. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Didi's Dee music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Uh, Didi, Dee Dee, we were talking about the album that you put out a few months ago and and even the one that you did before that the fact that you've been working with top name producers on both for the benefit of the listeners who are up and comers uh, listening to this show each week to get some lessons from my guests talk dd about how you are getting hooked up with these high level producers <laughs>
1: well that's the million dollar question isn't it that it's really <laughs> hard to find the a- not only a good producer, but to find somebody who does the kind of music that you do. So my recommendation is that you go and you listen to artists that do similar music to what you do, like Mm. your country artists, which I'm going more and more country. And because I live in Texas and just for many reasons, I'm writing a lot more country type stuff. And the country twangs coming across, (laughs) I'm hooking up with a lot of like country and Americana and... Maybe a little pop, you know. So those are the people that I listen to, and I'll find an artist that I really like. For example, if I was to go online and I wanted to find somebody who was country, I would listen to like artists that I'd like in country. So that would be like Carrie Underwood, Tim McGraw. And if you have the money, then you're you can listen to what they do and look and see who produced it, where they produced it, and you can contact those studios or those producers online. At one point, and this is kind of funny, I actually went online and started looking at who had won a Grammy, Mm. because I wanted a Grammy-winning producer, and actually, I didn't find Jeff Bovid that way. I found him through another friend who has done some music and worked with him, and they recommended him, but there are lists of the producers, they're they're very, very difficult to find, so don't be discouraged. (laughs) It's taken me a long time to figure out how to do this you can also call a local studio or a studio in nashville or la new york sh- chicago there's studios in houston any major town is probably going to have a pretty good studio or even some of the small towns and a lot of these producers and studios are actually working out of people's homes so you know they're they're actually home based businesses so go online and look up, you know, studios in your city or a nearby city that's a big city, and you can definitely go that route. And maybe you'll save yourself a few bucks to use somebody that's a little more local. Mm-hmm. But the big names, like I'm not going to kid you, they cost a lot. But <laughs> when I did this, being older and being in the mu- in the business world, and then getting into the music world. I decided with my husband and his support that we weren't going to go halfway and just kind of do some demos. We were going to go all out and make this really good. And I've lucked out and been very fortunate to get wonderful people to work with. In fact, a lot of people have said, um, including Kevin who who is my producer for album number four, This Dream of You, and also Brian Baker in Houston, they've said, you know, album number three, your Christmas album, that's the best Christmas album I've heard in 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know, so... The other important thing is if you're just starting out, you know, you're going to want to play and do as many bookings as possible, start doing house concerts, get your stuff on social media, put it out there, shop for a distributor. Once you start getting a little bit of a fan base and you start getting a little bit of local recognition, it's really important to surround yourself with the right team. For example... I just happened on the Indie Music Channel about four or five months ago. I submitted all my stuff. I joined. It's important to enter contests because it just gives you that boost. I'm not going to say that I've won a lot of money and, and got a lot of name recognition from contests, but what it gives you is it gives you confidence. It gets your music out there into the industry. Join uh, groups like, like, like websites like Reverb Nation and Broadjam. And get your music out there so and get people listening to it so they can give you feedback.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And take that
1: feedback and use it on your next production. Like if, yeah. if they say, Hey, you need more emotion, then learn how to write your music. Partner with somebody who can help you write better. That you know, there's producers that do that too, right?
0: Yeah, feedback that's from someone that's not a family member who's gonna tell you that everything is exactly. wonderful. <laughs> it sounds great and you know, it's like well, don't you ever wanna give me some constructive criticism? You you seem to love uh-huh. everything I do. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is just because someone gives you their cell phone number doesn't mean it's okay to immediately turn to texting them. Establish a bit of a relationship first, and then ask them if they are a texter, and if so, if it's okay to text them. I know someone that has been running a monthly singing event for eight years now, and to this day, he still does not text. Extend the courtesy of asking first before assuming. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show, To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in eBook format, giving you all the tips from Episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Didi, I'm glad that you started to say a couple minutes ago about, you know, starting to lean more towards country. You you really can perform across a wide, wide array of genres and, and keeping in mind that this show has gotten listeners from 116 countries around the world. There are listeners who are just being introduced to you for the first time. So the two songs of yours that we're playing on today's show are currently being promoted to country radio across the U.S. So is country the genre that you lead with, the, the one that you speak of first when telling people about your music?
1: Yeah, it is now, and, you know, it didn't used to be. But I think that's just part of the process is when you first get out there and you produce what you think you're going to want to do, you know, you don't always know that that's going to be successful. You know, times change, markets change, people's opinions change, your actual styling can change over the years. And what I've kind of gone to is I was starting out more pop, contemporary, adult, contemporary, some classical woven in and you'll hear jazz and latin and all kinds of stuff on all my albums because I'm just a very versatile singer-songwriter I just love to write everything I don't think I'm going to write a country song and then go write a country song I just write whatever I feel mm. so that to me is important do what you're true to do do do, do what's true to yourself and like write that. what's true to yourself and sing and perform or play what's what's true to you. I like that. And as I've gone out and and toured and just done different things and put music out there for review, the comments were coming back, this is a really good country singer, you know. <laughs> this she sounds really country. She sounds like Taylor Swift and Shania Twain. And I was like, "Wow. <laughs> I never really noticed that." And as I've just gotten more mature as a musician, I'm writing just – my writing is tending just to go more country. And so everyone's saying, you know, you're at that age and that market with the inspirational side to your music and the country-type aspect to your music. It's really Americana, Mm -hmm. folk, country, pop. Mm -hmm. But there is no genre that covers all that. So we're going to just say it's pretty much country, (laughs) but I'm also being promoted to adult contemporary and (laughs) inspirational for – it, the, the song that Andrew Fromm uh, played the piano on on my album from Insync is called Love Lives On. And it's, if you listen to it, it's very, like, inspirational, almost like, it, it's almost like a religious experience song, but it's not. It's just about losing someone that you love, but realizing that lo- the love is going to stay in your heart and live with you forever. Mm. And it's about the true meaning of what love is. Mm-hmm. And real love, unconditional love, and deep love, and it's loosely kind of based on Corinthians thirteen, which I think a lot of people know of as the love chapter that's in the Bible. Sure. But it's not really; it's just really about. It, it, it's based on the passing of someone who was very close to me last year, mm. and my stepson actually, and so a lot of my music is is really like I said, it's very it's very personal. It's mm. it's really about the love that lives on in your heart and love Beautiful. that never dies. Beautiful and how to achieve that, and how to get that. And Beautiful. so it's
0: really cool. Yeah. Dee, Dee as a follow-up to my last question about genre of music, and again for the listeners who are aspiring performers, how do you navigate the challenge of your music being promoted to country radio, but also wanting to make sure that festivals, that venues, that events know that they can book you to perform, say, rock or blues or jazz, for example?
1: Well, I think what's going to happen is, as I'm learning where I really fit, I think overall everything that I do going forward is going to be more Americana folk country with a little pop and adult contemporary. Because I'm I'm like this AAA thing that you see out there, adult alternative. I'm like American Southern roots music, basically. So it's always going to have an element of blues. It's always going to have an element of Southern rock. It's always going to have that that slight you know, southern feel no matter what I do I think going forward and, and even on this album you could hear it on just about every song but what I encourage people to do is get a band and learn a lot of different covers but do it in your style so like let's say you're a country band and you want to cover a rock song that's fine but do it with a little bit more of a country flair or let's say you're a pop artist and you want to cover an R&B Motown song or you want to do something jazzy then just do it with your flair. Don't you don't have to sound like whoever the artist is that made that song popular. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to write music, make sure you put your stamp, your signature stamp, and your signature sound. And that's where it's really important to have a team. Like I've just added uh, a radio promoter to my team. I've added a, a part time employee that does website and other updates to my team, and I've added someone who does like TV, radio commercials and promotion for mm-hmm. me and he's going to be putting me on uh, the indie music channel and he works with the he, he actually runs in the indie music channel and i'm really excited to be working with christopher ewing um awesome. who i met just kind of in a coincidental way but awesome. every person that you meet in this industry is a foot in the door to a possible next step
0: absolutely. So absolutely use those
1: contacts and those next steps mm to get feedback on your music and, and to find out who you need to write with and who you need to produce with. Because yeah. that's how I'm getting getting the best advice and, and kind of honing my craft. Yeah, I've said my over voice. and
0: over on this show that, in my opinion, there's no such thing as having too many contacts, so... You know, every exactly. every one of them. You never know where it might go. And listeners, if if you're in a position to, or if not, then uh, bookmark this part of the. Look at the time code of where you are, and come back and listen to this part of of this interview uh, when you do have a pen and pencil handy, because I'm going to give you a couple of other. I'm going to reference a few other. Uh, episodes here. Um, when you were talking, Dee Dee, about uh, about America United, it made me think of episode twenty of the show when I interviewed Ryan Weaver. That's actually still one of the most listened to episodes of this show uh, here. And now we're up to episode one twenty five. And Ryan talked about the time that he spent uh, serving our country and, and how he's gone on to be a very successful singer songwriter in Nashville. Um, and You know, even Ellie Holcomb, uh, she was the 2014 Dove Dove Award's New Artist of the Year. Um, That was back on episode 39. She told a similar story. She walked away from being a teacher. She felt that the Lord was calling her out of the classroom to pursue music ministry. And uh, so hers was an interesting story, too. But um, a few more, though, listeners, and and Didi, this is going uh, eventually to a question to you. I mentioned in the intro that you have performed at South by Southwest, and we have had Gosh, a lot of guests on this show who are based in texas actually last week we had singer songwriter (laughs) stacy burke he's in uh he's near dallas fort worth we had elise black uh she's in austin that was episode 90 lots of others from texas john garza on episode 84 danny brooks uh, he's been on the show twice episode 106 and episode 19 J.R. bird on episode 38 Brian Lee from the band Suede Austin on episode thirty-seven. The point is that as much as we talk on this show about Nashville, LA, and New York as the three major cities for music, there is a whole lot coming out of Texas, and and more specifically, a lot of a lot of artists from there in Texas, but but really from elsewhere in the country too, who are clamoring to perform at South by Southwest. So, Didi, have you <laughs> have you found? that once you're in their circles you can count on coming back every year or or would you encourage people listening and, and say that, you know, artists that have never played at South by Southwest before, they can still remain hopeful about about getting in and, and playing somewhere at that event?
1: Well, it's it's just like anything else. It's it's kind of who you know. I actually am a big believer in submitting my music to a lot of opportunities, and I think the way that I got my foot in the door for South by Southwest, there's a couple of paths to do that. If you're just a band that nobody really knows and you're just trying to get out there, you can submit to them on their own website, but there is a fee. It's pretty steep, too. So if you have the means and you really have the drive and you have a a really great sound and you think you, you can really rock the stage at South by Southwest, then by all means, I think you should submit and, and try to get in, at least get your foot in the door and get the people who are reviewing the submissions to listen to you. The way that I did it is, um, I had performed a couple of other big shows like the cutting edge music conference in new Orleans. I performed at the light, light at the lighthouse festival in LA. So, and I I perform in Panama, the country of Panama regularly. I've got some upcoming Mm. shows in July and you know, it's just, it's getting that that name out there, but it's also, I submitted to some opportunities of some of the other people that were participating, some companies and sponsors that were participating in the festival. So I was able to actually get in kind of through the back door and I didn't have to pay to play. But if you're expecting to get a big um, payment for playing there, (laughs) it honestly, (laughs) that's not really the way South by Southwest works. And there's another festival or two that are over there now They're doing actually a New Orleans cultural festival right before, and I actually kind of slid in through that way (laughs) as well. So I actually played twice at South by Southwest this year, and you can also kind of apply on Reverb Nation, I think Sonic Bids. If you're not on Sonic Bids, you need to be on both of those sites. You need to probably be on broad Jam. With and South different by
0: Southwest, if you, if you think about how big that festival is, I mean, clearly there's no way that they're going to be paying <laughs> all kinds of all kinds of money exactly. to all kinds of people that are performing. There's too many performances, too many days, and that's just going to add up right. to, to too much money. Uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Here This Entertainment guest line from Houston, Texas, is singer-songwriter Weedy Kind. Check out her official website. As I mentioned before, there are two different ways you can get there, www.dd com, or you can also do www.ddweedykind.com and like i mentioned before to get the proper spelling of her last name just look at the title of this episode on your listening device and remember that wow dd is all over social media on her website you will find links to dd on facebook Twitter, YouTube, Reverb Nation, there are several others there. And do keep up with her online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live. And of course, do purchase her music. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, many other online retailers. And as you've been hearing us discuss, she has four albums available so far. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio on nhte.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter there at nhte.net. Subscribe to this show and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free. It makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to now be on Google Play Music, too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on NHTE.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you very much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I listed off a good number of them already. And as always, many, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I truly appreciate your time and your interest and support. And like I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Dee Dee's music, and or other music, books, whatever you're going there for, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help the show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Uh, Didi, getting back to the question I asked earlier about your having only been at this for four years, I'm curious... And and actually, this can possibly serve as a teaching moment too. Has there been one element of this business so far that you have found at some point that you thought, "Wow, I, I wasn't prepared for this. I wish someone had educated me on this sooner."
1: <laughs> Many elements, but um, <laughs> the biggest one is that you know it's it's very competitive and it's very hard to get paid. So you have to focus on the things and and the the resources that will actually earn you money if you want to make this a, a career. And, you know, it's good if you have a a part-time job or a job that you're doing not to just leave that if you need the financial support because it does take time to really build your fan base, and we really need to get the copyright laws um, changed and improved because the royalty streams have kind of dried up since the Internet and all the free downloads and free music that's out there now. So I guess my advice to people is buy albums, you know, buy My World of Christmas, buy Clear Skies Ahead, buy Dream of You and Love and Fairy Tales. You know, if you have an artist that you really like, purchase it. It's, it's only like 99 cents or a dollar a song. And I can tell you that for every purchase of one song that you make, the artist probably paid 5000 to $10,000 to make that song. So, you know, keep our artists... Um, out there making good music and um, just support your artists by coming coming to their shows and just fanning them on on social media. It, it, it takes a lot. It's a lot of work. It's it's a lot of um, uh, like sweat and blood, sweat and tears, basically. <laughs> And it's it's taken everything I've ever learned from every experience and every job I've ever had to do this. It's not easy. It's, like I said, really competitive. And I'm happy for that because it's keeping me on my toes. It keeps my music very fresh. And, and I, I really want to make it the best that it can possibly be. And uh, just support your favorite artists and don't give up hope and pursue your dreams. Don't be afraid. The biggest thing I think a lot of people face is the fear. You know, just getting out there and doing it and overcoming that fear of songwriting or that fear of performing. And and just, you know, for for me, it was a lot like your artist that you talked about who felt a calling. I felt called by God to make good music. And yeah. I, I wasn't really called to be a Christian artist, but I was called to be like a crossover artist sure. that will create good, positive, inspiring music for the world. And I really do, I know a lot of people say it's been hard, but getting your music out there is really hard. So please tell your friends and fans about Artists that you like, and and give us some support, and and we'll do the same for you. We we love our fans. We we feel very blessed when we get little notes of encouragement. And you know, I I always try to take care of my fans the best I can. I send them newsletters. I I try to you know make them feel like I'm there for them if they just want to call and talk to me or, or email me and just need a word of encouragement. I'm here.
0: Yeah, I'm just um, I'm smirking so, because I've, I feel like as a public service to to you and so many others, DDF feel. Like I should say uh purchase her music, don't stream it on Spotify because uh chances are she's getting zero or or maybe a fraction of a penny of have actually I think it's those. like
1: one tenth of one cent yeah, or maybe it's, one it's, one hundredth it's, it's of one sad. cent per it's stream, and you know other countries they don't have that a lot of countries it's a dollar a play or You know, it's really high in England and Canada. The government subsidizes their artists. That's why you see a lot of Canadian artists. The government actually pays them grants to make music. Well, we don't get that in the United States. And so please buy your music or, you know, at least stream it on a company that's reputable that actually does pay royalties <laughs> <well, geez. laughs> and don't copy it yeah, I was yeah. I'm playing for a wedding this weekend and, and the bride you know that you mentioned that it's funny the bride says well my son can pull anything off of YouTube that you need because mm. I was going to do some DJing for her too and play some songs during breaks that she wanted to hear and I said no 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 don't do that let me yeah. go and buy it yeah, <laughs> and how, and how. so she agreed to do that and she's going to give me a little money to, to purchase the music because nice, I was like no nice. yeah, that's, I can't can't do that. It's <laughs> doing it the right way, so. Dee,
0: Dee We're we're almost out of time, but I, I want to get back. Um, you, you touched very briefly on this earlier uh, in the interview, and and it was really just as part of something bigger. But um, can you just take a, a minute or so to to tell us about your songwriting process?
1: Okay, well, I might be a little different than other people, but what I like to do, I'll be doing something around the house generally, or I'll be sitting on a bus somewhere or on a plane. It's like crazy the timing. It can be in the middle of the night. I'll get a song that's kind of sent to me, I think. And so when I'm kind of humming something over and over in my head that I've never heard before, suddenly I go, oh, my gosh, that's a little melody or that's a little concept. Or I'll hear a phrase. A lot of times I'll read a phrase or see a phrase. I'll write the phrase down and go, that's a really good idea for a song. And so uh, then what I'll do is once I've got the idea down, Or a melody or both. Usually they come to me kind of little pieces of both. I don't get like either a melody or a lyric. I usually get them together. But sometimes I don't. Like America United came to me when I was sitting in church and I was in the choir loft. And I was like, it was a a patriotic presentation for July 4th. And I was sitting there and all of a sudden it came to me, we need to unite America. So it must have been, like, God talking to me. So I wrote the song, and I wrote it in, like, 30 minutes during wow. the church service. I'm wow. sure people were like, that's, who's that girl up there? Like, what's she doing? You wow. know, she's <laughs> going crazy up there writing. So, and I came home, and my husband and I fine-tuned it. So it was, like, one of those things that just was kind of, I feel, sent to me. And I was supposed to write it. So then what I'll do is I'll go back, and I'll I'll put the lyrics, like, on a page, on, like, a, like a word document, and then I'll actually... Find lines and and the rhythm And the meter and I'll try to find a rhyme And I'll actually continue writing The song that way and then I'll put A melody to it Hmm. sometimes the melody's there and I just add the lyrics I'm a little Better at doing it that way So I'm really more a little more of a lyricist Mm -hmm. But I do Mm -hmm. also write a lot Of melodies and so I like working With other songwriters because people Who are great melody writers I really want To hook up with them (laughs) because (laughs) I, I feel like I'm a little stronger in the lyric writing and I can pretty much hear a song and put lyrics to it, and you tell me what you want the song to be about, and I can make it about that. It's just kind of one of those gifts. <laughs>
0: That's that spirit of collaboration that we've talked about on on the nice. show before. So if you're a listener and you feel uh, you, you're that you're a musician, obviously, and, and you feel that... Uh, you may have something that you want to collaborate with Didi on. She's obviously open for business by uh the many <laughs> means of the many means of contacting her through her website and social media. Didi, exactly. one one last fun question before we let you go. Okay. Uh, as as we have mentioned, you are only four years into all this, but because you have accomplished quite a bit already, is there one highlight that you can pick out so far as, as your top memory?
1: Well, I could think of several things. Well, one was I was in the studio in Nashville. I was in, um, five one five studio in Nashville and I'm just kind of working on my song and kind of getting the lyrics and everything down and the chords and in walks Andrew from, and he, and I met, got to meet him and, that was really neat and then he says, I'm I'm here to play the piano. So I was giving Andrew From the chords to my song and we were writing it together sitting next to each other on the piano bench. That was really cool. And just getting to meet and work with Jeff Bova, you know, just so many yeah. so many wonderful minutes doing working with the One Coast Fest at South by Southwest who sponsored one of the venues that I played in nice. during nice. South by Southwest and just working with getting a video done in, in a, a hotel in Nashville by OAG Management, and it was a free opportunity that I won. Just There's awesome. so much opportunity out there. But just follow it. Don't yeah, yeah. If, if somebody sends you a message, read the message and see what they're saying. Yeah, don't and
0: ignore it. Don't do your research
1: it. online. Research the company and find out if it's real, yeah. you know, and don't just, say yes to everything that comes along, but be picky.
0: Yeah, the worst that can happen uh, is that you looked into it and you decided uh, this isn't anything (laughs) worth pursuing, but at least you know that that you looked into it. Uh, So, uh, Dee Dee, we're going to close today with a song of yours called My Unsung Hero. So before we let you go, if you would please just tell the listeners what this song is about.
1: I originally wrote this song for the troops. It's basically about people who go off and serve our country and then they come home and it's about relying on somebody and having somebody there that no matter what happens in life you're going to be able to rely on them and you know they're going to be there for you they've got your back they're like your your co-pilot you know so to speak they're the one in that foxhole that's going to rescue you like i said earlier if 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 you get injured they're going to carry you and the song actually references when my world starts to crumble you carry me all the way and that's what it was originally written for, was our heroes, our everyday heroes, police, fire, our, our wounded warriors, our vets, people that are currently serving in the military, people who have died for our country. But it's also a deep love song, and you'll see a reference that, I, you know, it says, You're, I, I'm ha- proud to be your wife. It's also about people that are at home waiting for their hero to come home mm, and that are just nice. just carrying carrying the home through... The storm while the hero's away. You know, yes. they're also carrying the, the kids, the family, the home. They're taking care of all the things that have to be taken care of while their hero's off fighting. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, you're just happy and proud, and you, you're, you're proud of the people who've served our country. You're proud of. And it's also for my husband, Larry, who has carried me through this songwriting adventure and many mm. other adventures, <laughs> good and bad. He's my hero, too. You know, he's picked me up literally off the floor and carried me in times when I couldn't carry myself. Very nice. So it's just having that, that, it could be God, it could be anybody there that's just yeah. there for you, yeah, no matter what, and, be, and you know you can rely on them. It doesn't <laughs>
0: have to be a true military sense, although it obviously has right. a very very uh, serious implications that way. And like I said, listeners, uh, go back that's and listen right. to episode 20. Ryan Weaver spoke from a firsthand perspective about having served. Uh, similarly, episode 49, Mark Gujon, um, same thing. And, and Mark uh, got a uh, Vietnam... Uh, memorial erected here in Tampa. Anyhow, uh, Dee, Dee, thanks so much. I've really enjoyed the conversation and congratulations on the new album. Congratulations on the award for 2016. And I think there's going to be a lot more congratulations being doled out uh, besides Best (laughs) New Female Artist of the Year. So continued best wishes to you. and, And thank you again for making the time to do this today.
1: Thanks to you, and thanks to all your fans, and I really appreciate you having me on the show, Bruce. God bless.
0: Thank you. God bless you, too. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Dee Dee Kind. Do check out her website. As I've mentioned a couple times already, there are two ways to get there, www.dede-music.com. Or you can go to www.ddweedekind.com. Like I said, for the proper spelling of her name, just look at the title of this episode on your listening device and then engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Of course, keep up with her online so you can see when and where Didi will be performing live and to keep up with developments on new music that she's doing and do purchase her music it's available on itunes amazon and cd baby among others don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address And, of course, please do subscribe to this show and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and they call sharing repost episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's C-B as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Dee Dee Weedy Kind. This is the one she just talked about. It's called My Unsung Hero.